This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP members. VIP stands for very important people, and their small monthly contributions ensure that this podcast remains free for all of you. If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information. I sure do thank you for your support. Now, here's your show. What up? This week on Dueling Review, we review Gwynpool, number two, written by Christopher Hastings, with art by Guruhiru. Gwyn finds herself unexpectedly working for the Big Deal Mercenary outfit. She takes a gig pitting her head-to-head against Thor. It's the Goddess of Thunder versus the Oddest of Wonders. It's Gwynpool, number two. So, uh, character from another universe, Matthew. Right. From our universe. I wonder if she knows... um, Superboy uh, Stinky Pants. Superboy Prime, yeah. They, yeah. They're they buds. They hang out. They, they kiss and make out and do all that <laughs> they stuff. They spend time in the Super Sentai chat rooms together. Oh. Uh, oh, Super Sentai. Okay. Uh, right. No, Steven. So Gwen Poole, P-O-O-L-E, e. is Gwen. from a, uh, a universe much like our own. But And so she gets to read all the comic books, just like that one time uh, uh, Barry Allen uh, went over and met uh, Julia Schwartz. Yeah, and, uh, that's actually Ambush Bug's origin. You know, he read a, a bunch of comic books and he got so confused that he ended up moving into one. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so now she's in our she's in the Marvel world. And well, she used figures, to be the 616, which I think now they've changed it. Yeah, it was still called 616. But she's she's in the Marvel universe and she figures that she's no extra in a comic story. She's got to be a hero so she can survive. And so nothing can kill her. So she gets a costume, she starts doing mercenary gigs, and she tries to be a hero. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. Modok shows up and uh, tells her he's going to be part of his mercenary team because Modok has changed his ways post Secret Wars, apparently. Sort of. What's he's up he's with now this? Mohawk Modok. Mohawk Modok. Mohawk Modok. So, uh, what's, what is his deal? What's his story? Well, I believe that that story that we read some months ago during the Secret Wars where Modok was doing his Modoki thing in the little Modok world. Yeah. I believe that in the prime Marvel U Earth, Modok is now trying to be all hip and cool and awesome. This is the first I've seen of him since the end of Secret Wars. Well, the first issue of this series yeah, brought him back. Yeah, Gwynpool number one. Yeah. Right yeah. at the end, though. So, Modok is this guy with a giant head. Well, we know that, but I'm saying, what's his deal in this story? Why why is he assembling oh. a mercenary group? Oh, well, he wants to kill the guy. He wants to kill the Seed of Pain, who is some sort of druid who can apparently summon zombie deer. Well, we're not entirely sure. But he has assembled a team which bears a striking resemblance to a certain podcast group we're on, by the way, and we should probably sue. Um, is all I'm saying. You're, there's no way that you're Batrock. No, 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 no. You're Batrock. You tell I, me that guy the, doesn't look I like I am the bats. rockingest of bats. That's what I am. Yeah, so uh, apparently Modok thinks he's now a good guy. And he's going to go out and kill all the bad guys and get the money that uh, you get apparently for killing bad guys. But yeah. if Gwen doesn't do exactly what he wants her to do, he's going to kill her just like uh, he did with her sidekick Cecil or Cecil. Cecil. 
Could be Cecil. No, it's Cecil. Could be Cecil. I like Cecil Cecil. better. You like Cecil because of Cecil B. DeMille and also because Cecil sounds kind of ridiculous. Well, Cecil would be something that I think Gwen would like. So there you go. Do you um, like Gwynpool? I, I seem to think uh, when this was first announced or something, you did your huffy, huffy sound and you rolled your eyes back in your head. <laughs> I do not have a huffy, huffy. Yeah, it's that one where you go. <sighs> that is not a huffy, huffy sound. No, that what? is my derision noise. And oh, I. Okay. You make that a lot. I, so that's. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> See? <laughs> no, so, I but you're, you're not a fan of Gwynpool. You notice that you, you bring that out of me. But you're not a fan of Gwynpool, though, right? I am not a fan of Gwenpool for one reason. As seen on this cover, Gwenpool feels like a very mercenary attempt to recreate Harley Quinn in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, to a point, I would agree that that is, you know, let's bring some wacky. I mean, yeah, uh, it's obviously they're they're doing the Deadpool shtick with a girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. Oh, I mean, no, I'm, I'm OK. I, yeah, with- I'm fine with that, too. But when you start to get into the now, you know, Harley Quinn doesn't break the fourth wall. Um, but I, yeah, I can see where you're coming from that. And yes, the cover does kind of, you know, tweak the nose at, at DC comics in that way. It's a pretty huge Harley Quinn vibe. And honestly, I think the thing about Gwenpool that I find the most structurally questionable is that Deadpool, the character that she's riffing on is a pretty meta character already. Right. And Deadpool does break the fourth wall and talk to people. And this is actually an amplification of what we see. I mean, she speaks directly to the readers and says, Hey, I know there are readers out there. Right. Deadpool references being in a comic book, but this, this story is partly about being in a comic book, which yeah, yeah, yeah. she takes it definitely up to the next level. When she's fighting Thor, she's like, Oh wait, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Jane. And then of course, uh, Thor's like, what are you, what are you talking about? What? No, I said sprain. I said sprain. I didn't say Jane. What art thou talking about? Willis? Yeah, I, I said sprain. Ugh, fine. fine. Uh, yeah, I know it's it is very much just a you know a gender swap of Deadpool, and Deadpool is hot and popular, and a, and a, you know apparently Gwynpool when she was she was introduced a while ago though, right? Yes, she has been a backup strip in Howard the Duck actually. Yeah, so she's been around for a while, and I don't know. I kind of I kind of dig it. I, I guess I, I mean, I understand that, yes, a lot of people are going to say, oh, it's just another Deadpool thing. But I think for what it is and what it what she is, mm-hmm. uh, we're three issues in if you count the zero and the backup issue stuff. Right. Um, I, I'm OK with this. I think that, well, uh, for instance, I am very into Spider-Gwen. Right. Which is really just, you know, a, a Rule 63 Spider-Man story. Right. With Gwen touches on it and a little bit of icing on the cake. I I still feel like there's something about this that doesn't quite gel for me, and it feels a, a little too calculated for me. It feels like, you know, the, the Spider-Gwen is successful, and the Deadpool is successful, and everybody loves that whole meta Harley Quinn bop him on the head with a hammer thing. I just, I don't know. This isn't quite coming together for me as a concept unto itself. Now, the last pages of this issue... Were some solid stuff where they're fighting Thor and uh, they 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 finished fighting Thor and, and they kill Gwen him. is Gwen is thinking about oh what am I going to do what have I gotten myself into and Batrock shows up and he's like attempt to shoot oh him. right right and well, Batrock basically proves that she's not actually everything she's representing herself to be and Batrock calls her on her meta 
and says he's going to take her into custody and well, tell Modok on her. Yeah. So in the previous issue, she was uh, she took this freelance gig to go invade an alien ship and knock mm-hmm. out everybody and get the weapons. Uh, right. It turns out one of Modok's agents was there and she just shoved him in a big uh, fiery pit and killed him and then took credit for doing the entire job herself. And that's so, how Modok ended up with her. So, yeah, she's she's frauding on the whole hero here. My powers beware my might. Uh, Pink Lantern's uh, light. Does she um, have any powers? No, she doesn't. Uh, her powers are, I'm the hero of a comic, therefore I can't die. That's a good power. It is. And, and if you think about it, it, it becomes the very funny thing of if we're making commentary about heroes in comics, of course Batman's not going to die. Of course Wolverine is not going to die. He's the hero of the book. And so Gwen uses that logic to her advantage to a to a to a point. But I think you're right in that there's a bigger story going on. And I wouldn't be surprised. And I don't know if uh, I believe this is an ongoing series right now. Yes. And it would not surprise me if suddenly we found out from uh, the creators, uh, Christopher Hastings, who's writing this. I would not be surprised that by the time we hit issue 12, if there hasn't been some big circular story that comes back around to where she's admitting her place in the universe to where she realizes that. And she starts to see some of those, those uh, cracks showing here where she's like, I'm a nobody. I'm a henchman. I'm, I'm really not the person I think I am. And so it wouldn't surprise me if that is the seeds for a much bigger story, which gets her a little bit more away from the crazy and a little bit more accepting uh, of her situation and other people accepting of her craziness. That, that definitely has potential. I think that that's something that I'm I'm interested in. Now, was Hastings the one who wrote the Wacky Modoc series? Do you even remember? Oh man, I don't remember. I could look. Secret it up. Wars, uh, Island of the Modocs. Secret Wars Modoc. Uh, Modoc Assassin is the one that we looked at. It is, um, yes, and that is Modoc Assassin. No, that was by Yost. And okay. uh, La Fuente, Chris Yost and David La Fuente uh, were okay. the creators of that thing. Okay. Because this feels like it it's continuing concepts from that. And that is the one thing about Secret Wars that I'm finding more and more fascinating is these weird concepts within the Secret Wars that we thought were short-lived bits and pieces and throw-offs are actually coming back to be part of this new post uh ultimatum kind of weird amalgamated marvel universe yeah yeah i'm gonna bet modok is gone within the next two issues her that story arc is going to be gone she's going to need the help i mean it's already been it's already been established that she is friends with howard the duck or friendly with howard the duck and um she has met some of the other heroes she's hung out and partied with ms marvel and captain marvel and she hulk um and the uh the ronnie the costume maker which is is great um so, yeah, I think that there's going to be something – I think there's something special here that I don't know where Gwynpool fell in her first issue uh, mm-hmm. as far as the rankings go. But I think there's something here that is going to is going to only grow if it's given a chance. And I think that, again, like you said, with the popularity of Deadpool and Spider-Gwen – Right. And, for, and when I first thought we were reading this book, I was like, oh, yeah, Spider-Gwen. Yeah, I, I can get on this. I was like, wait, Gwynpool? I don't know. And then I was like reading the issues. I'm like, yeah, this is fun. LOL. It's it's fun in a, in a silly kind of way. And I think that it brings in – it's a lighter take on Deadpool if you wanted to to put it in a, a broader sense. 
I don't think it is as violent and I don't think it is as mm-hmm. um, explicit as Deadpool can become. But I thought it was fun and I like the and I like the art. I thought the art was fine, too. I feel like it, it really is a fine line. The art, I think, is quite good. I especially like the way the art makes Batrock look like an almost plausible person with that yeah, mustache. Yeah, yeah, with that mustache flying out. Yeah, but that's really the, You actually mentioned the moment that gives me the biggest trouble in this issue. Which is? Where she's like, what are we, What? Are, oh, what's her name? She's uh, she's played by Natalie Portman. And oh, she's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Jane. I, yeah. I feel like. We've we've talked about closed-ended premises before. We've talked about Spider-Man being this weird kid who hides his identity as an open-ended premise. Peter Parker unmasking and having to deal with the consequences. That's a closed, limited premise. And I Mm kind of feel like the concept here, the Deadpool meets uh, Spider-Gwen or the Deadpool meets Harley Quinn or the Distaff Deadpool is a limited concept. And honestly... The girl version of Deadpool or a feminine Deadpool is something we've seen a couple of times before with uh, Lady Deadpool. Right. And I believe there was a story where Deadpool himself was a woman for a while. Mm. So I'm not saying that it's not special or that it can't be special. I'm saying that this issue doesn't quite gel for me on that level. Um, I, I will say that the moment where Gwen is like, oh, well, um, I'm real sorry I distracted you and sets off an RPG with her toe right? and ends up taking the whole problem of the issue out by annihilating the druid with an RPG. Yeah. I have I to mean, admit, I, I didn't hate that. That that was kind of fun and random and weird yeah. in all the good ways. And that's, so. what, and that's what I think. I think what's going to happen with this series is that's what we're going to get a lot more of. Um, but I think we're going to get at it a little bit more, you know, Gwenpool, Gwenpool is not crazy. Mm-hmm. Deadpool is crazy. Mm. Um, so I think with Gwenpool, she will bring this around to how do I, you know, she's going to have to come with the grips with her situation. And that's the one thing that she's been denying since her arrival in this earth is, uh, I'm stuck here. I mm-hmm. can't get back as far as I know. I fell in through a, you know, she doesn't even know how she got into this world. She used the, uh, the Narnia gig. She used Alice through the looking glass as an excuse. <laughs> we don't know what her backstory is and her she coming fell. to grips, her coming to grips with this thing of, Oh no, I'm stuck here and I'm not going to see my family again. They kind of touched on it in the Christmas special issue where right. uh, she just finished a mission and she was all sad because, she doesn't have any family. And then Howard was like, Hey, come by to this party. It'll be lots of fun. And, and so she got a little happiness there, but yeah, she's going to have to come to the grips with that. The other thing yeah. that could happen is, uh, Gwen is actually insane and she's in a mental institution. And what we're seeing are her mental delusions. No, no. Okay. No. no. And that's this, that's the same thing as saying, uh, Steven universe doesn't have a superpowers. The whole thing is just his diet dream as he explodes in space. You <laughs> it know? could be. Uh, no, I don't like that. I feel like that is the most hackneyed of hackneyed yeah. cliches. No, I but hope they don't do that, but I could see that if, if, they, if they needed to do that, that could be something that if they do. If Gwen just turns out to be someone crazy who is imagining a dimension above hers that somehow, you know, evokes the reality that we're reading about her in a comic book, 
I think they could pull that off. In fact, I yeah. think they will pull that off one way or the other if she lasts long enough. I think this is, this is definitely this is definitely twelve issues. I think. Yeah. If that, I mean, Angela, Queen of Hell, just ended with seventeen or eighteen issues, mm, mm-hmm. and it's another concept that's quirky and edgy and kind of fun and kind of aimed at a specific audience, but. There may be a limited run to this. Um, you yeah. know, the same thing happened. I loved it with Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. Good, solid book, but you get 10, 12 issues into it, and you've kind of covered a lot of that territory. Yeah. And so they took the characters and they peeled them off into other books and other teams. And I think that's what we will see with Gwenpool. I think that you're right about 12 issues tops, and then she'll end up being a bit player here and there. Well, or she'll go back to... Uh, the backup somebody story will, in Howard the Duck. Somebody will retcon her as having never been, you know, from another universe at all. She's just an insane lady who can see dimensions beyond ours. Yeah, she can vibe. Yeah. No, I think I think I think twelve issues. I Wrong think we'll podcast. get a, a really nice twelve issue run, mm-hmm. and uh, then they'll either decide to reboot or they'll say, "Hey, we'll try to bring on another creative team," or maybe this will come back at another time. Or, hey, guess what? We're announcing the the Gwynpool movie. Hey, you know what? Twelve issues from now, Marvel will probably reset their. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, the, yeah. it, it's only about twelve. Is- I mean, we're getting to that standpoint that you and I have talked about before, or at least I've kind of mm-hmm. championed or have come around that, to this idea of run. let's do a limited run. Let's do a volume with this creative team. They tell their story how they want to tell their story, and then another creative team comes on and they tell their twelve issues of Iron Man mm-hmm. or Spider Man or whatever that they want to do. And at, at the end, you put the toys away, and the next guy can come yeah. along and and make up their story. Yeah. Bring Cyclops forward in time from when he was 16. And, yeah, and if, it'll, if they it'll want be to do thing. that. If they want to do that. So for me, bottom line for me is I enjoyed Gwynpool number two a lot. Uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be. And uh, I think that there's a lot of potential with this series, and I hope it does make to 12 issues. So I'm giving this a definitely check it out book, definitely uh, recommended for me. I can't. I think I don't think I can be that effusive. This is a maybe for me. This is a there's definitely potential here, and there's a lot of things to like about this issue. There is some really charming art, and frankly, Modoc with a mohawk is just fun to say with a giant bullet hole through it. Well, yeah. And if you look at it, how does the top part of his mohawk stay there with a giant hole in it? Don't it's it's Modoc. Yeah, Modoc has psychic powers. He's using his psychic Bambi powers to hold it up, but. I don't feel like, based on these first two issues, and this issue specifically, since we are reviewing this issue, I don't feel like they've quite got their formula to gel yet. I feel like there's still a a piece missing somewhere. There's a, like a capstone that will lock this whole thing into place and turn it into pure awesome top to bottom. Right now, it's just kind of a maybe for me. Mm. And with the amount of comics out there right now and the amount of them that are really, really good – a uh, maybe isn't what it would have been in, say, 1996. In 1996, I feel like this maybe could be one of the better books that you buy in an average week. I mean, we're talking about Battle Chasers, for God's sake. But Well, but 1996, girl comics were not. Oh, they were huge, but they were all naked. That's what I'm saying. They were 96 not. 96 was, you know, the, the, yeah, I'm with you. But this is, a, this is definitely a maybe. I feel like if you feel a kinship to the concept, if you love yourself some Deadpool or some Harley Quinn or some weird fourth dimensional whack doodlery, yeah, this yeah. is something to look into. If you're coming into this because you love Thor, be aware this is the old school Spider-Man shows up in issue three cameo 
issue. Oh yeah. So this is not this is not a big Thor story. This no, is, no, no, no. This is Thor showing up and throwing a little bit of uh, rub towards our new character. Yeah, and no, no, no. It's frankly, it's, I hate her perfect. hat. Perfect. I hate Gwenpool's hat. Why? Her mask hat. Okay. Well, here's the other. Deadpool's here's the cool thing is now that her thing that makes it look like a, a gunny sack on his yeah, head, yeah, right? Yeah. Hers is like that, only it's pointier. And she looks like one of the little elves from uh, the. Well, that's uh, the that's the costume. That's the costume maker's fault because her last name is Pool, and when she filled out the application to get her superhero uniform, the mm-hmm. woman was like, "Oh, Gwynpool, I get it, gotcha." And then she was like, "Do I get boots or legs or something? No boots, no leggings, no uh, leggings, uh, no you know. pants for you." Yeah, so yeah, that's you know the whole Deadpool look is totally Ronnie's fault. So yeah, I don't like it. Eh, it makes sorry. her look like one of Casper the Ghost's uncles. <laughs> you remember Fatso and Spooky and Ratso and Rizzo? I, I try and, to. I try to avoid that. That's that's why I start drinking heavily about this time of the day. Oh please, I Casper! Cannot, was, I cannot get Casper the Friendly Ghost and Hot Stuff out of my mind. Richie, Rich, and you know what's weird about Hot Stuff? You notice that all the demons wear diapers, even if they're grown up. Yeah. Does hell mean diapers? Maybe. Oh, right. You can't say hell in a hot stuff comic. Does H-E double hockey sticks mean diapers? Yeah. These are the questions. Yeah, definitely the questions. The questions you have to ask. All right. Coming out next week from Dark Horse Comics, we have uh, BPRD, Hell on Earth, number 141. uh, Department H, number two. Uh, Let's let's see. Shadow Glass, number three. And Tomb Raider 2006, number four. Those are just some of the comics coming out from Dark Horse Comics. Uh, Astro City, number 35, and Aquaman, number 52, arrive from DC Comics. Uh, Clean Room, number eight. That's a Mature Reader's Gail Simone book. Legend of of Wonder Woman, number six. Lucifer, number six, also a Mature Reader's. Superman, American Alien, number seven. I want to be an American alien. Oh, man. Rocketed from a dead planet Krypton. I'm surprised that that book has done as well as it's done. But anyway, Wonder Woman number 52 also arrives next week from DC Comics. Over at IDW Publishing, we have Archangel number one, Biggest Bang number one, Brutal Nature (laughs) number one. That's a reality Uh, show they can't show on every channel. Donald Duck hardcover volume one, Judge Dredd ongoing number five, Micronauts number two, uh, October Faction number 16, Wally Wood, Galaxy Art and Beyond hardcover. That's a $30 book, Matthew Peterson. Yowza. I know you want to grab that one. I kind of do. Wally Wood is It's a hardcover, so there you go. Oh. Image Comics has Black Road number two. Citizen Jack, number six. Drifter, number 11. It looks like it's a short week for Image Comics next week. Mm. Uh, Mirror, number four. Snowfall, number four. Spawn, 263. That one's still going strong after all these years. Over at Marvel. Well, yeah, but it's been 27 years and they're like 263 well, like, issues. Yeah, you know, that's about seven issues a year. Uh, Marvel it's, Comics has the all-new Inhumans trade paperback, volume one. All-new Wolverine, number eight. That's a Requita, two. Requita. Uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, number one. That's a poster you can get. Oh, Matthew, next week, Civil War Two number one arrives. Requa. Requa. Requa, two. Why is it, why is it RCW2? Uh, Road just, to Civil War. Oh, Road to Civil War. Okay. Yep. Why isn't it just Civil War number two? We'll get to CW2. Uh, right now, we're RCW2. Okay. And then you remember we'll RCW2? Doc- it will be, do- be like Dr. Pepper, two and right. then uh, Crown Cola. 
RCW2 is actually the one that uh, Obi-Wan took with him to Naboo mm. in the second movie. I see. Yeah, RCW2. You remember Haunted that? Mansion number f- uh, three, Power Man and the Iron Fist number four, Spider-Man number four, Spidey number six, Spider-Woman number seven. <laughs> Spider-Gwen. No Spider-Gwen Spider next Frog, week. Sp- I'm still mad that they haven't given us our Japanese Spider-Man comic. Well, Peter Parker did go to Japan. Yeah, but and he's got Japanese the uh, he's got the little thing that shines his spider light on the world. Yeah, but he doesn't have a giant robot, and he doesn't yell about coming from no, that's hell because, to punish the guilty. That's because uh, that one was destroyed during the uh, Spider Men's of all universes. They rebuilt it. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. All the nerdy Spider Men got together and rebuilt Leopardon. There you go. Uh, Star Lord number seven also arrives next week from Marvel Comics. Nice. In all the rest category, we have Action Verse number six. Matthew will probably be checking that one out. I will, uh, actually. Black-Eyed Kids number two, Blacklist number nine. Uh, let's see. Cave Woman River Sticks number one, Chum number one. Oh, Matthew, we're getting closer. Cross Badlands number 98 arrives. It does have that Mature Reader's Torture Wraparound cover. Uh, Crossed Plus 100 hits issue number 16. It has a fairy tale cover. I no. As well as a wishful fiction cover. No. And an American History X wraparound cover. I don't want any part of any of that. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. Uh, Frontline's Requiem number one. For some reason, I thought Afterlife with Archie was coming next week, but I guess not. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, I've got the copy sitting right here that they sent me and said, please read. But uh, Isn't Astro City also next week? Astro City, that's that's from uh, okay. uh, DC. I mentioned that earlier. The Vertigo, yeah. Okay, the 35. Um, but I thought uh, Afterlife was coming back. Maybe it's another month or another that's couple of weeks. That's what I thought, weeks. too. Let's see. Where were we? Uh, Futurama Comics, number 79. Dun, dun, Grumpy Cat and dun, Pokey, dun, number four, dun, which dun, apparently my kids dun, think dun, is hysterical. <laughs> they think that the funny cats on the cover and the Pokey is funny, and they laugh every time they look at the cover. So, Yeah, kids love the, the Grumpies and the I, cat. I guess. Ink Brick, number two. That's an 895 book. Uh, Lords of the Jungle number three, that's the Tarzan-Sheena crossover. Lumberjanes number 26, Mad Balls number two. If you want to read the uh, review of Mad Balls number one, Tom Angelo did that over at the Major Spoilers website. Go check it out. Uh, uh, Let's see. Rivers of London, Night Witch number three, Second Sight number four, Sixth Gun number 49. That series is just about to wrap. So probably a bad jumping on point with issue number 49. (laughs) <laughs> uh, World of Archie Summer Annual Digest number 59. Zed, Summer Annual Digest. Summer Annual Digest number 59. The first story in every one of those digests is always an original story. The rest are ones that they call from the 50s, 60s, 70s, from 80s, 90s, arc. 2000s, and today. The 2000s and today. It's WARC Riverdale Rock Radio. And then finally, we have Xena Warrior Princess number two. Go check that out. Uh, Some of the comics coming out next week. If you want the complete rundown, head over to Major Spoilers on Monday afternoons. That's when we post the complete rundown of all the comics that are officially scheduled to hit your store this week. And, of course, if you ever have any questions on if a particular book is going to hit your store, especially when we get down into the all the rest category. Hell, uh, Mm -hmm. sorry, heck, even after we get out of the uh, Marvel and DC category. Uh, You do run into some questionable territory if your LCS has ordered those books. So just call your friendly local comic book store and say, hey, man, are you getting in a copy of Hell Child number three this week? I sure would like to pick it up. 
And if you, not, why not? And they'll tell you because you didn't order it two months ago when it came out. Three months ago, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, so yeah, do check in with your local comic shop. Or if you can't find it there, there's always Comixology. Uh, neither your local comic book shop nor Comixology are paying us for those kind words. Next week on Dueling Review. Invincible number 128, story by Robert Kirkman, art by Corey Walker. Alan the alien is under attack. Has Mark's absence put all his friends and family in danger? Will he be able to put things right before it's too late? Of course not. This is a Kirkman book. They're all going to die. You can show your support for the show and everything we do at Major Spoilers by becoming a very important patron at members.majorspoilers.com. Your contribution allows us to keep the show going, pay for our growing costs, and gives us the motivation to produce more content for you. So head over to members.majorspoilers.com and sign up today. Thank you so much for checking out Dueling Review. We will talk with you next time when you will hear Matthew say, Hey, Hugh, that's my scooter. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.